You are listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 77. Hey, housewives. It's been a little while. It is the first week of September. and Or no, no, no. The first real work week of September. We're after Labor Day, the first real Monday, I think. Um, I have a little fun exercise uh, here for you today because this is when I always get going strong. I'm like this in, in September, and I feel like I'm like this in January for the holidays. And um, I want to show you two versions of Maine. Maybe you have both these versions in you, right? The one is like, maybe it's the morning one, or obviously the one you at night if you're night out, but you're like, we're going to go get it, target the clients, you know, attract the perfect um, candidates as well as customers that you want for your business and, you know, do all the good work um, and get them and focus and all that good stuff, right? Um, which is very valuable. You need to do. Then there's the other side of you, which my that hits me normally at like two in the afternoon. <laughs> Although um, it's a little earlier than that right now, but it's the version of okay, be grateful for everything you have, just enjoy the moment, forget any kind of work mode, just allow everything beautiful and kind of game over, like just enjoy, right, and forget any kind of hustle or money, or even that need to give value to the world, and just enjoy your own value, and help others as they come about in your day, and go enjoy, uh, for me, there'd be iced coffee and ice cream for breakfast of champions while sitting at the beach and watching uh, the kids and families play in the beautiful clear water, right? <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, I'm going to have both versions of me um, in this podcast. The first one's morning me, and I will be honest, I did after the morning podcast, I wanted to make sure I was true to my word. So I kind of got to work on networking out and putting vibes out into my community and my network to see what what may come to me. I have a strong vision of the kind of client I want um, this season going into fall. And, uh, but I also wanted you to see the other version because it's okay to have both and to cater to both needs. So for me, the reason I've been, I think, to stay in business for so long and maintain a good income and a nice balance still with my family is because I cater to both those versions of myself. And that means on the daily, a little bit of work, right? And then a little bit of play. And I really like to intertwine those um, in different ways. And I've done it at different times where I've had like three-hour blocks where I'm completely focused and I take a long break. And then other times I'm like, you know, an hour of hard work and a little bit of break, an hour of hard work. And, you know, so it really varies different seasons of your life, but as long as you're finding that balance. So I'm going to go ahead and do version one first of getting going in the morning. And I'm going to show you my version two, which I'll actually now record because I'm more in that mode right now of, um, of just enjoying let things come. So I'll talk to you. Hope you enjoy both sides and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Happy Monday morning, housewives. It is September 13th. This is week one of our next 10 weeks that we're going to be working together to create a lot of value and make some money and hire some really wonderful people, help um, some of our perfect clients. We want to help find the talent that's going to take their company to the next level. And the good news is I decided that this quarter, I'm going to really focus my attention on helping women run companies, small women CEOs, you know, under 20 million. It seems like usually my sweet spot ends up being more like in that between 30 to 50 million, which is still a great sweet spot. But 
I want to put more focus on those women that have done a successful job in growing a company, right? They've already kind of done all the base work and they're making profits and now they need their right-hand man or woman, their partner, right? Um, Their COO. Usually, you know, I've gotten a very good knack for finding the perfect CEO for a CEO or vice versa, right? Because that partnership, I believe, is so key. (laughs) Um, The two uh, people like that to run a company, they have to just have um, that special something. And I have a lot of fun in matchmaking CEOs and COOs. And this past year, I feel like I really honed those skills with my placements. Um, But this time, going into this fall, I want to make sure I'm helping women. Because even though I was looking to you know, do that last year and previous years, there's just more men in the business. And so inevitably, you know, I end up, most of my clients end up being more men. And even though I'm throwing forward a lot of diversity candidates and, you know, I've hired a lot, I've given you those success stories of hiring great women, often, you know, um, more men still seem to get hired, right? And so what I've thought is for this year and going on this journey with you week one, I'm going to be helping you learn how to, you know, source your clients and find the perfect client, attract the client. And so as I'm um, bringing on new clients this season, um, you know, I want you to know my intentions to maybe whether you follow along or just know that you're in this boat with someone else, you know, trying to, again, attract um, that perfect ideal uh, client before you kind of get the game going, um, that we're kind of in this together and you kind of follow me on my journey. So when it comes to sourcing your perfect client or creating the perfect client, you know, I'll tell you my process if that helps you. I can only speak to my experience. You know, I'll tell you in previous episodes, or actually years ago, I think I just put out a YouTube and as you know, I'm always, you know, usually pretty active and in, in working placements. So I always kind of, um, I'll throw out like a YouTube once in a while. And especially years ago, I did the book to put it all into one, um, one format to learn and understand work from him, Headhunter. Um, but I would throw out videos sometimes. And one I threw out kind of on the cuff was, or off the cuff was one about, um, attracting clients. And it was a very popular video, um, you know, for me, not for, you know, social media. <laughs> I think it was only like 30,000 views, but that was a lot for me for throwing something out there. Um, and it was about attracting clients and people mostly liked it, but of course you always see the negative comments and somebody had written like, you know, I was talking about how you attract them instead of, you know, have the cold call all day long. And somebody wrote, well, you know, I've been doing this a long time too. And I can guarantee that if um, you're going to get any clients, you're going to have to go out and find them. They're not going to find you. And I never responded you know, to that years ago, but it stuck in my mind. And I'm just thinking this is not true. And so, <laughs> um, you know, I just want to share a little bit more of my mindset on this Monday with finding perfect clients because, it's what's worked for me. And to be honest, I stumble upon it by accident. Um, you know, I would never in a million years think, okay, I put an intention at the beach for my perfect client, or I think about it on a Monday morning as I go about my work day. And then, you know, they appear, right? Um, and so what's making that happen? It's not like I didn't do any work, but it really was a lot of mental work and the feelers that I was throwing out there. Like I do use LinkedIn and not in the way that it's spammy where you get all those, I get, you know, probably a hundred messages a day of this crazy, stupid stuff. But, you know, to people that I know. So all my stuff is referrals, you know, what my intention is, uh, people I'm trying to help. So for instance, on a daily today, um, on LinkedIn, I already started this last week a little bit, just reaching out to clients I've already hired for, or the candidates, the CEO candidates last year that I placed, and um, the ones that were women, and to see if they want to build out their team of more diverse candidates. You know, so already with that intention in mind, it kind of fuels my energy to, as I happen to pop on LinkedIn, spend a little time and throw those kind of messages out, right? 
Um, you know, I also wanted to make an intention of going after women investors because the same thing. Through the years, I've worked with a lot of v- VCs and private equity funds, especially if it's a startup company and they want to hire you know, one of their first important hires, like their um, CEO or a president or whatever it may be. Um, and you that's very, you know, male-based as well. And I was looking up last week, just who are the women investors out there and what are they investing in? And, you know, you can get on different um, websites that show you all the new company startups. And there's always just so many of them, ladies. So if you're new to trying to find a client and you're like, ah, I've already, you know, gone through all the companies, there's just companies being started every day, right? <laughs> and I didn't learn that till probably 10 years of my career. I think I was already in it 10 years. I finally was taken out to Silicon Valley and out to Palo Alto and meeting a lot of those guys. And I was like, they're pumping out companies left and right. Like they'll never be a loss for clients, right? They're everywhere. They need my help. They need recruiting help, right? Um, and the good recruiters in that space, you know, were often just had too many job orders. It was, it was crazy. And then there's other people that are like starving out there, right? So what is it, you wonder? Like, what is it? And, you know, I can tell you just not from my experience, but what I've learned is that intention that those founders, you know, how they set to go after what clients specifically they wanted, right? So even if your niche is broad um, or if it isn't, if it is specific, then you can go after exactly, you know, that kind of client you want to attract it. Um, so kind of getting back to just, you know, thinking through that and getting the right mindset before you go out and start putting any kind of emails out or reaching out to friends or looking for maybe good referrals to come your way. Um, you have to really be thinking that way and knowing that that's, it is possible. It's not bullshit. I can tell you. And again, I'll give you an example back to when I was a saying, I learned the hard way when I was sourcing not clients, right? Cause, um, you kind of have your time of finding the client then your time of finding your candidates and it kind of fluctuates between the two to have the balance of good new clients coming in and still placing people and yada, yada. Um, but what was the biggest surprise to me is when this whole attracting the perfect candidate happened with so much less work than my earlier years when I was hustling, hustling, hustling to find candidates. And what really crystallized it for me is when I spent like um, a short jaunt um, doing just, you know, focusing specifically on insurance. I was helping out this company that wanted more executive um, placements in insurance. Most of our people were doing kind of lower level insurance people. And, um, you know, they had a very... um, structured system for their new recruiters. Uh, Of course, I did not fit that mold at all. So they had to kind of make a special exceptions for how I attracted people. But for the people they were bringing in training, it was kind of brutal. It was like a boiler room. And I think I spoke to this before where it was like, put calls out, put calls out, don't even care what the background is. Like you got to work, work, work. It's a numbers game. And a lot of that, some of that's true. I mean, things are numbers games and hard work's important. But I had spent early in my career doing that kind of hustle and I wasn't going to do that again. So you know, if they wanted me to work with them, they had to have some trust. And they, I wasn't going to be put out 100 calls a day. It might be a few, but it would come back. And they were kind of shocked, you know, to be honest, how was I landing these great candidates and making placements with their team when I had the worst number of calls out in the whole company? It was embarrassing. They did statistics. And <laughs> I wasn't even using their phone system. I was using my cell phone because that's the way I've always worked. So, you know, people would have like hundreds of calls and it'd be Diane O'Brien. And it would be like two, right? 
<laughs> Yet, you know, I would place this high level executive, you know, and make the highest placement. And it was just fascinating, you know, fascinating in a way. And they were joking, oh, you know, they had a little name like Ninja for me. Like you don't see her coming. She's making placements. Or whenever I went on vacation, I took a lot. The boss, I think, joked that you take more vacations than me. But every time I was away for a week, something hit, a placement. I'm like, thank you, God. They're like going to see the light working with me that they don't have to have a boiler room mentality and all this. But my point being is the way that I was able to do that is because I was very clear my intention of the candidate that I was looking for. So if I had gotten a job order and it was very specific to, you know, this is what the person is wanting and I was never recruited, that's just going to, you know, get the basics real fast and jump on and start looking and calling. I got deep, you know, into what is the client looking for? I want to hear, you know, from the client's mouth exactly what they were looking for, soft skills, hard skills, personality traits. You know, I think all of us executive recruiters, you know, dig into this, spent a lot of time up front the first like week or two as I was doing the contracts too, you know, but it really is digging into what does this person look like? <clears throat> and then a lot of my work was my was like it looked like I was doing nothing. I could be sitting on the sofa when the family was watching TV, and in my mind, I'm like, "All right, what's the perfect company?" Like, you know, if I'm hiring for a cannabis company right now, which was brand new to me, where am I going to find kind of that type of profile? And maybe I look at the brewing industry in that local market, that maybe some little niche breweries. And in fact, that's how I hired one of the COOs for a new industry. And you know, and so I just thought a lot about it. And then as I thought about it, then I would go in, you know, my network or whatever, you know, database you're using or through the LinkedIn recruiters or whatever. And then just be looking and browsing, but not even reaching out. You know, you always get taught like, reach out to everybody. It's a numbers game. But I don't, you know, I learned early on, I'm not going to do that because the more I reach out and focus on all of those people, they're all going to come back to me. I mean, if you're a recruiter, you know, when you start recruiting a new job, let's say it's Monday morning and someone just gave you a job order, it's like crickets the first three days. You're putting calls out, calls out, calls out, right? Calls and emails, nothing, nothing stressing out. And then bam, by like Thursday, Friday, it's like a rolling back in your voicemail. You're overwhelmed. And what happens just to feel like you're being professional and getting back to all the people, you have now are spinning your time out of control, just talking to people that you reached out to in a panic and out of fear and, and scarcity you know, and worry to they're taking all your time now. So you have no time to be thinking about the perfect one. And you know, so I learned I'm not going to do that. When I get the job, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think, what's the perfect company? I'm putting that energy to focus, you know, and it always sounds woo-woo, but out in the universe, that's a big thing right now. But before that was a statement, that's kind of what my mind was doing. I was like, okay, because you learn as a recruiter too, you know, you know it's no accident. The same way that great candidates then would show up on your doorstep, right? Or after all, maybe the hustle maybe you did do, it was just through a referral. Someone you called day one, you could have done nothing for two weeks. And then like week three, they referred you somebody that was the one. And you look back and think, well, whoa, that was two weeks worth, worth of wasted effort. If I would have trusted my you know, intuition a little bit, I could have just put all these calls out day one, done nothing and made the placement. And I started trusting that later, right? And it was just wild because... I started to realize it was also humbling that, you know what, that if you believe it's all your hustle and hard work and getting up early and working late and sacrificing all this, it's kind of arrogant because you're really thinking you're doing it all from all your hard work. Where I came to the realization is, you know, I'm going to humble myself and I know that when I find the perfect candidate for my perfect client, that I'm just a player in the game. I'm a little connector that the world uses and as those intentions are going out there and me along with the hiring manager's team all have the same mindset and a clear profile of what we're looking for that's being put out. And as the people come through the filter, we, we know exactly what we're looking for. So a lot of them filter through without wasting time to get to that one or two, maybe three at most people that hit 
bullseye, right? And it's so much less work than when you're just hustling and kind of that nervous feeling. It's, oh, that Monday morning I get to work. And I'll tell you, a lot of the companies I've gone to do projects for or work for through the years, um, whether they brought me in as a consultant, as a business developer at times, you know, or just recruiter or trainer or, you know, whatever it may be, I would see all these different cultures. And unfortunately, you know, most of them were very, they were often male dominated. And, you know, some of them, the investors were right there in the same office, you know, so they want to make sure there was like a hustle and buller room going on. And it just, and, you know, I guess it worked in a sense with the ones at the top got to make money off all the people, but the ones that were doing all the work, it just was no kind of lifestyle for them. And it's really no way to learn recruiting. I mean, there's probably millions of recruiters out there right now that are going to learn recruiting through these companies and you're learning it the really, really hard way, right? And so I'm here to tell you there is an easier way. Um, you know, I'm kind of proof of that. I have done it the easy way. And a lot of that, again, is going to be you trusting that that is how it'll come to you, how it can happen, waiting for the right client. You're not going to get desperate when the, someone comes along, just take it because you feel like, oh, I got to get something. You know, say no to the ones that, you know, this isn't in alignment. The, maybe it's through talking through the terms or just your personalities don't fit. You wait. And when you trust that way, trust yourself, you know, it's going to show up. And then you're going to be like, thank God I had the space and I created the space and took the time to wait because this is a perfect client, right? And this, and just regard this one client will make you enough money for the whole year. Maybe you, hopefully in recruiting, you can do it in one quarter. I mean, you know, we're only in, we're in what, almost fourth quarter now, but you know, first quarter is when I usually make most of my money and then I don't have to work the rest of the year. Now I usually want to work because you can't, you know, lay by the beach or relax your whole life. You want to be productive and, and help the world. But the more and more you learn about that, ladies, the more you know it's in your control. It's about how you're thinking about it. It's about being strong in the client that you desire. If it feels like it's not coming your way and you go through those plateaus, which you will, through my career, I've had times where, especially like after summers, so I just completely took off and knocked out, you know, you have to take time to build up that momentum again. And that can be a little scary. Like, okay, what's going to come my way? What if nothing comes my way? But it always does. <laughs> if you don't give on this, keep, be open to it, right? And, um, and different things will come your way that might not be what you thought, but then it takes you down a really good path. I took so many different things on through the years that I'm like, wait a minute, is this, do I want to, is this not really recruiting for something? It's like helping on a biz dev for a recruiting firm. But then that took me out and traveling to different conferences and things where I met a ton of people that later brought me a ton of business, right? Or when I took time out to write a book to help you guys, you know, working from home, if you want to learn recruiting from a woman and not going into some office to be tortured, um, you know, and try to do a recruiting business that, you know, that took years for me to write, you know, and so I was still recruiting, but I definitely put that in the back burner to write. Or at times I've put hiring in the back burner just to mentor a team of you. And, you know, so I kind of fluctuate um, through different things. I mean, I think I probably am undiagnosed ADD, um, if you can't tell from the way I speak, but <laughs> you can look at my career and see that. I love working with different clients and different people and kind of whatever that is thrown my way. I'm so grateful that uh, wonderful, amazing people are thrown my way. I mean, the friends I have in the industry are just fantastic. And my life is so much richer for all the experience that I've had. I look back at some experiences and just think, you know, wow, how crazy it's been. And I need to, you know, another time I'll, I'll tell just more stories when I think about how do I end up in these different places, these beautiful places in the country, and then, you know, on clients, different yachts when they're doing hiring or being offered a private jet if my plane got canceled and the right way because it's professional, nothing because I'm a woman. And often <laughs> I used to think that would be the reason, but no, this because these are people that respect you and um, you've done some great hiring for them and you're being invited to these big events. 
sense and they want to offer to help you in a friendly manner, like in a big brother, nice way, not predatory man for, you know, a woman way um, that we've seen. But I've really been lucky and fortunate, knock on wood, to have those kinds of men help me in my career, um, as well as women, and just have these amazing experiences. Like, how did I get here, right? I'm a I'm the some housewife from Philly. So I've gone, I don't know how long I'm talking here on this Monday, um, but I guess I'm a little fired up, right? Because I get this way um, in different seasons. And I feel like often this beginning of fall is a season like that for me. Um, and I know winter, I'm like that too. So I can, through the years, I've noticed that. And here I am, I feel like this is week one of 10 weeks where I want to do some significant things. And, um, you know, you used to always be like, let's make a lot of money, make a lot of money. I still like saying that because it's exciting. And I want you all to know that you're, you are going to be in this to kind of make money. But really for me, I just want to be doing something every day that I'm enjoying my days, right? I don't have to really make a lot of money right now. I mean, money is always helpful, don't get me wrong, but it's not the same need 20 years ago, right? And so it's more like, okay, I could take a walk to the beach right now with my dog. I already took him for a walk this morning. Instead of doing this podcast, I could just walk to the beach and go in the beautiful clear water and look at my my feet in the white sand and just, and I'm so grateful that I can do that and I could spend the day there if I wanted but I really want to be talking to you all and get you here too and get you, you know, like the women I, I helped hire that the one, um, I'll never forget she was joking that she couldn't get a hold of her boss to talk about maybe, you know, a promotion unless she wanted to leave. I was trying to attract her to another company because, you know, he was always at his beach house. And I'm like, well, where's your beach house, you know? And she kind of chuckled at that. And um, I forget what her title was back then. It was maybe like VP of compliance, but now she's COO, right? And so if she doesn't have her beach house yet, I'm sure she's working on it. Um, so anyway, I, you know, but at some point you're going to be you want to continually give back, right? I can just name like 50 people on the top of my head that have helped me from day one, really strong mentors and entrepreneurs, like for free, right? Like later I've paid and given percentages out or do splits and cuts people I've learned from and, and paid for it. But really this podcast is for you because there's so much free help. You don't have to really put a dollar out. I mean, unless you really want more one-on-one or team approach coaching, which, you know, we offer too, but you don't need that to really get going. You don't need that until you're really stuck or you've gone the wrong way and you, and you know, until you do, right? So when you need it, fine. But I'm just here and this podcast is about that. Look, I'm let me give you some of my secrets of what's worked for me. Take it or leave it. I mean, people can write whatever you want, but I'm just telling you what has worked for the years for me to get kind of things from my life and my family that I've wanted. And, you know, even though I've been fortunate enough, obviously, to have a husband that's out there in the work world, I can tell you that all the big extra things that I've desired, you know, I've gotten paid for. And, and even the things are family oriented as far as, you know, building the college fund for the girls, you know, or um, I think I mentioned like what if I wanted a pool or a beach house, I mean, that came, you know, from my income and there was always the fire. Like even right now, ladies, you know, sometimes you get so comfortable. It's like, ah, you know, I don't have to like jump up and work today on this Monday. I can, again, like take a walk on the beach, right? But it's like, what is it? Well, the fire for me, A, and helping y'all grow and, and you finding that path too and hearing from you all, I love. So thank you again for the emails. I've been asking for them at, at hello at Head on House Fives and I've been getting more of them. So asking you shall receive and I really appreciate that. Um, cause that makes this fun knowing that it's helping. Right. Um, but then it's just that fire of like, well, you know, I'm not afraid of what do I want next? You know, sometimes I feel like so grateful and lucky that I shouldn't even want anything more, but then I'm like, that's not a bad thing to think about what could be next. What would be really cool for the family? What could, you know, be adding to our lifestyle? Does it have to be like anything extravagant or big? 
but maybe it's a something just adding to the lifestyle. And, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and make the next 10 weeks this amount, X amount, and that's going to pay for this, right? Whatever that can be. And I think if you follow that kind of system, um, if you want to take from my example, my lead, it's worked really well for me. And, and it's like little chunks of life too. So I'm going to be thinking that way, you know, from now until the holidays. And then I'm tapping out for a while. I mean, I'll just, again, handhold and do things I have to do for clients here and there, but it won't be a struggle. My family is going to be able to come first and um, I can recruit as I teach and as I hire and continue each year to focus on only the clients and candidates that I really want to help and get really clear on that intention. So that was a lot of information on this Monday morning, ladies, but um, I just wish that you're having a fabulous Monday as well. I hope you've already gotten out to nature a little bit. Maybe you watch the sunrise, ease into your job, be inspired and have that fire start within and taking that kind of quiet place about what is it you want? What kind of client, what kind of candidate, what kind of job in life on a, a Monday do you want? And if you're sitting in some cubicle or feeling berated by some manager or learning the hard way, don't do that. Listen to yourself. There is an easier way. There's a more inspired way. There's a way to attract that right client and candidate. And that's what I'm hoping to you know, teach you all. You can just learn through my example, basically, to know that's how it can get done. You can make a lot of money doing that. So happy, happy Monday. Happy week one. And I'll be talking to a lot of you more offline, but for those of you just on this weekly podcast, you know, go along with us. Go find those perfect client ladies. Um, and I will talk to you all soon. Have a good one. Hey ladies. Okay. So you just heard me go on, on the finding the clients or attracting or creating your clients and the importance of that. And that way you can build the business, um, with the right kind of customer that you want and, you know, going after that. Um, on the flip side, I want to talk to you more about the other side of you, which I have in me too in this, and they might even feel conflicting (laughs) at times. Uh, I swear morning me feels sometimes nothing like afternoon me. Um, but you know, at the same time that I, you know, have an intention of, you know, gaining a certain client and creating who that perfect one is, and then doing a little bit of kind of an inspired, um, action, I guess, is the now the new buzzword for it. But just always back in the day, it's when you kind of are thinking about what you want and you get excited and fired up to go do what you want. Right. And then it's really fun, but then sometimes it's not fun, right? And for me, through all the years, it felt like, you know, it's really, it was fun for me in the mornings, right? I get going and I'm going strong. And then, you know, if not by lunch or soon after, like two o'clock, I'm like, yep, I'm done, right? And I would have to really push myself to work, right? To keep going through it. Now, I'll tell you, I know in the beginning, if you're right out of college and I know you had that hustle stage of your life, I get it. You get back to work and it is sometimes, I suppose, nose at a grindstone. But if you've been doing this for a little while, one thing you may have learned, I've come to realize this and really honor myself that when I'm done, whether that's noon or whether that's, you know, two or three o'clock, whatever, you know, when the sun's hitting me, or if I have an urge to want to go take a bike ride to the beach or do something fun or go out in the garden. Um, you know, I kind of honor that. I really, as much as I honor those inspirations I get for, okay, I want to go work. I want to go do this, do this and do that, you know, and hit those, 
um, goals of mine that I maybe set the night before or the week before or however you know long the goal is to go get. I also, when I'm like, okay, I'm done this right now, I need to have some fun. And I honored that because it really keeps me balanced and keeps the passion going to sustain me for the long time. I think a lot of women kind of can get burnt out, you know, because it's go, go, go. And some sacrifice their life. I know too many women and I have friends and colleagues that really have given a career uh, their life, you know, or their life has become their career and they've let their bodies go and and their marriages go and families and friends. I mean, you see it and hear about it all the time. And we don't want women following that path that men have done, right? So I feel like if you're going to be a businesswoman, set up the right way and let your feminine side guide you and do the hard work. But you know what? Just honor being a girl. If you feel like going shopping, go do that. Do the retail therapy and don't feel guilty about it. If you want to go lay in the beach, who hasn't dreamed about just taking walks in the beach on a Monday morning versus a conference call or a Monday afternoon versus grinding through? Honor your intuition and trust that life has got your back, right? So again, I'm going to take you on this journey with me because I'm kind of starting out right now in September um, along with you. So if you're trying to start to get some of your dream clients going, you feel like you're in the hustle or just in your inspired action or just dreaming or just starting out or wherever you are, um, you know, we can do along, we can go along with that together so you can see how it's done um, from one person's perspective, from a woman that's been doing, you know, her own business for 20 years and how she maintains to get clients, but keep the balance. It's never grown out of control. And I maintained it um, in a simple way that puts the family first and I can still focus on real estate investing and all the fun things I love in my life, um, but then still have this business income when I want something new that I want to be able to pay for myself. So I hope that is helpful because I never want to give the impression it's all one or the other. A lot of times when I do the podcast, I will confess it's like I'm focused on the business side, but I'm really trying um, to focus also on just the mental happiness and the balance side. And there is a balance in it because for some of you, I think it can be too much of the motivational. And then for some of you, it could be too much of the tactical, right? And um, there is that happy in between. And I'll go deeper on both sides when you need that help and you want to get more one-on-one or you know the nitty gritty of business or whatever those details might be. But just remember, if you're hustling and stressing out, you're doing it wrong. And if you're enjoying it and having cool clients come your way out of the blue, um, you're doing it right. And I have a call, in fact, in about 40 minutes with somebody that was a referral to me at one o'clock. And so I'll see if it's my wheelhouse or not, but it just kind of, I'm going to go with the flow and see. And if not, I put some other feelers out today for some uh, women investors that have been in my background and just to see what might hit and might be happening fun that I'll be working on all this season. And maybe you'll be working on it with me as well, or you'll be getting your dream client at the same time. We'll be working their whatever different jobs together um, if that's what you're looking to do. So again, I hope that's really helpful so you're not alone in doing whatever you're doing. Um, enjoy the day fully as you work and play. And I will talk to y'all soon. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and I look forward to seeing you there.